All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Just a quick note before we get going. Woodley's uh, connection wasn't great for some of his answers, so uh, if you don't like goalie talk like me, feel free to skip uh, all of Woodley's interview. Anyways, let's get to the uh, the whole conversation here in the full podcast uh, right now. Can you see Right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser in with a shot. He scores. Moments notice. It only to the line. Hughes scores. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let's go. Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D, is all one word, CONVODD. That will get 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Drilly. I'm wearing sweatpants in the studio today. Uh, joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber, who's wearing a very nice blue dress shirt yep. today. Our technical producer is Alex Allard. This is the Canucks Conversation podcast. High above Rogers Arena on a very hazy Vancouver day. Supposed to get some rain tomorrow, though. So, uh, yeah, the camera's, nice. camera's cutting it off. There is some blue up here uh, at some point. Just a little bit past the camera there. Take my word for it. There is some blue in the sky. We need some rain. Um, we're getting it tomorrow. Soon, we're right? getting it tomorrow. Yeah, okay, I chatted with good. my nonno, and he informed me of the weather forecast for the next uh, 10 days. All right, good to hear. All right, flip us over there, Alex. You got back of my head there, Alex. I'll mess up again here. Look at this shirt that I'm wearing here. This is my wedding shirt. 
off to a hot start as usual yeah. for the new, podcast listeners. New camera as well, so I'm flexing that thing as well here. Look yeah. at the, the frames per second on this thing. Oh my gosh, enough with the look at this. <laughs> I, we talk about it every day, but when we started switching to the live show format... I've you lost were like, all that. You were like... Man, we got to make sure it's still a podcast. Like, we can't talk too much about it being a live show. Like, not everybody's watching live. And here you are. You're the worst at it. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. Let me get started first off the top here before we get into the hockey stuff. Last night, Joe Fortes. I got to give him a. Sh- I got to give Joe Fortes a shout out. They got us in last minute. I sent out a tweet looking for somewhere to go for seafood. Uh, my fiance's friends visiting here from the East Coast. She wanted to go get some seafood. Everyone said Joe Fortes. Shot him a quick message. Boom. We're in Joe Forte's within within 30 minutes. Right? That I, is Faber pull. I sent a tweet at them. They were right back at it. Like I said, about 20 minutes in. Boom. We got the Joe Forte's. We were within sending the first tweet. We were there within an hour, and uh, it was excellent. Wow. Food was I don't know if Alex has this ready yet. I just put it uh, I just put it in there. Joe Forte's, uh, the food that I had last night. Because I, I, I'm not the kind of guy who's like a pork chop fiend. But I was thinking, I was like, okay, hey, if I'm going to this restaurant, it's $45 for this pork chop. It's probably going to be the best pork chop I've ever had in my life, right? Okay. And, like, I don't think I have the highest standards for pork chops. Like, I, you know, I've had cheap pork chops before. Mm-hmm. You know, you take it back with uh, my grandma. She put applesauce on the side. Okay. Applesauce and uh, and pork chops. Got the photo up here on YouTube now. Look at this thing. <laughs> Beautiful. Cut it in half. Got a little apple chutney or something on the bottom, bottom oh my right gosh. there. Please don't walk me through this plate. How was it? Was it well, good? I don't know what this. I'm looking at. I this, don't know what this. Is. This thing on the bottom left of the photo, people can see. In the, I don't know what that was. I didn't need it. I was scared to eat. It looked like a turnip or something. But carrot, mushed up. That's carrot. the thing about these fancy restaurants. The the vegetables are just covered in butter. That's what it is, right? Like that's what makes them taste fine. Um, but it was excellent. Best porch I've ever had. Biting into this thing, it was like I was eating a, a chunk of uh, of charred butter. It was excellent. Okay, uh, people are jumping Shout in the chat. Joe Forte's awesome stuff. People Good are stuff jumping in there. the chat. Some people pointing out our motto of no free ads. I didn't get any free Joe Forte's. I, I didn't say hey, it for me and Alex. Neither did I. I didn't, I didn't get anything for free at then Joe what's Forte's. This, what's this shout out for? Because they got us in last night real quick. We were scrambling to get a... Because, yeah, probably should have looked ahead and tried to get an actual look uh, dinner set up. But I, this was awesome. It was excellent food. They got us in because I, I shot him a tweet. The Cactus Club on Schoolhouse in Coquitlam Don't gets start. me in all the time. Me and my girlfriend gets us in real yeah, quick, nobody, easy. This Joe Fort, they had a guy playing the piano in the middle of the staircase. He's and I was like, oh, it's nice to like the the ambiance in here is beautiful. It was a live piano. That's what it was. That's I what saw was a guy playing the piano on the Sky Train the other day. You just need to go on the Sky Train. Way cheaper. No, it was. And this was worth it. Okay, this was uh, this was a <laughs> nice meal. Best calamari I've ever had probably in my life as well, too. But this was a back and forth boom. Instantly got us in on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, busy Wednesday A weeknight. It's a weeknight. Okay. They'll tell me. You know how many empty tables there were in there? How many? About the same as you'll see pianos on the SkyTrain. There, <laughs> there was no empty tables. It was a it was a jam-packed little area, and it was beautiful. They set us right up. It looked like a custom set-up table in the corner there. They they really hooked us up there, Joe Forte. Shout out to them. Okay. Yeah. Shout out, Joe Forte. Uh, if you're listening to this, get me a table, and uh, we'll we'll uh, be on board with it. That's uh, YouTube the chat. I sense the jealousy in your voice. That's all I really hear here. <laughs> That's fair. YouTube chat, pretty early on here, jumping in. Hassan Ahmed jumping in and saying, Faber on the phone, do you know who I am? Yeah. No, not quite. Yeah, they got me a rezzo. I just called and yelled at them, and they figured it out. I didn't even yell. I was uh, back and forth. No, uh, I know. I know. You don't yell. No, I don't yell very often. Well, I yell I, here sometimes. I've seen you angry like once, like actually angry. Really? When? I, I actually can't remember yeah, when I it was. I just, no, there was one time. I just can't remember when it was. I'm always frustrated, but I'm never like actually angry. <laughs> but most of the time, I'm pretty frustrated. Yeah, both of us get frustrated. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Winnesota, yeah. you see it on the bottom there. Smart little uh, little thing that put Alex has got his little bar on the bottom. Winnesota, Vancouver Canucks bring their 0-3-1 record into Minnesota. See if they can salvage a win on this road trip, because I tell you, things have not been great for the Vancouver Canucks so far. We've talked about it enough. Multi-goal leads in all four of the first games of the season. They've lost them all. Tonight is where we wrap up this road trip. This road trip from hell, you could say, if they end up not pulling out a win in this one. And this is going to be one of the tougher matchups of the road trip, going up against a big, strong Minnesota team that I think we've seen this from the years past here. This Minnesota team plays the Vancouver Canucks very strong, and I don't think the Canucks have the best matchup when it comes to physicality against what you're going to see from Minnesota. And, uh, you know, you see that top line, obviously a lot of skill there with Kaprizov, uh, Jordan Greenway. I just feel like he he feasts on the Vancouver Canucks when he plays against this team. 
uh, as well as Marc-Andre Fleury, I believe, expected goal. Like, how good is he against the Canucks? Like, this this is not setting up where, like very well for the Vancouver Canucks, but we are going to see some shakeups to the lines. By the way, 5 o'clock puck drop, right? Am I right yep, with that? Yeah, 5 o'clock, yep. 5 o'clock puck drop, so like a little early, but not super early. Like, I like the 5 o'clock puck drop tonight. You might get the Stanchies by midnight tonight. You'll see, right. see how many dinners Wyatt's eaten tonight. I got to be honest with you. I, I, you know, okay, so first Stanchies came in, and, you know, it was late. I fell asleep. We all know that story. But then another one came in, and it was... uh it took like three hours after final whistle, and I was like, "Okay, like this, this seems like a long time. Like, what what could Wyatt possibly do?" And I will never say that again. I wrote the stanchies the other night. Mm. It was a lot of work, and I had I had uh, gift master general Lachlan Irvin uh, doing gifts for me. He did a great job, but it it takes a long time. But anyway, let's get to this Minnesota game. Like you said, Chris, uh, not the best matchup we don't think for the Canucks. And further to this. Minnesota's 0-3 on their season. There are three, They're hungry, too. There are three teams in the NHL that don't have a win as of this recording. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast the next day, they, one of these teams will have a win. The Minnesota Wild, the Vancouver Canucks, and the San Jose Sharks. Just those three teams. And San Jose's 0-5 already. I don't know if you've looked at the standings. San Jose is 0-5. So, uh, Connor Bedard... Uh, he wants to stay on the West Coast, Connor that's right, Bedard. Yep. That's right. Yeah, he informed the San Jose Sharks that he wants to sign with them. Right. I Sorry. You remember, I can't remember which NBA player did this, but he basically told, wasn't it? It might have been Lonzo Ball, or it might have been LeVar Ball, his dad, told every team that he was only going to go to the Lakers, so the Lakers selected him. I know they only had the second overall pick, so I think his really dad matter. just like, was like, I seen it in a dream. He's go, My son's going to play for the LA Lakers. We gotta, I don't know we if gotta he said he wasn't make a drive over to Lynn Valley. Yeah. Uh, shout out Lynn Valley Barbershop. Go check out... Uh, Go check out Lynn Valley. Try and find Connor Bedard's dad and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, can you uh, say on the record that he's only signing in Vancouver?" Yeah, he'll well, he'll be here. Uh, you know, when he's twenty six, anyway. So the Canucks just got to start the rebuild now. Eight years from right. now, when Bedard's a free agent, you bring him in. Boom. Yeah, just the the longest it's like setup destiny, rebuild. Right? It's yeah, like it's destiny. I, tell you, I I will be shocked if Bedard's not a, a Canuck at some point in his career. Yeah. Which he, is crazy because like if he does project like a lot of people project him to be. He could end up being a superstar really fast. Like the things that this kid does, yeah, it's uh, already incredible. I, it's I'm incredible. gonna, I'm, tr- I'm already on the list to try and get out there because uh, they sold out the other. They, they're doing they standing room out at yep. the LEC uh, when Bedard comes to town with his Regina Pats to play the the Giants. I've, I'm hoping that we can still get some seats in there because I'm, I'm going to Prince George games. I'm going to watch your boy Ty uh, Ty Young. Appreciate it. But another another uh, goaltender in the prospects report tonight too. Tonight, um, big Aku. He's he's getting in the line. Big Aku. Okay. Uh, uh, first, though, let's get to the Canucks lines sure, off the top. Exactly we it. do we do see a little bit of changes here to the Vancouver Canucks lines. Um, let's get started right into it with the top line: Ilya Mikheyev, JT Miller, and Connor Garland drawing back into the lineup tonight. Looks like that's going to be a line that you're going to see a lot at five on five. Pearson, Horvat, Besser. That's kind of one that's been sticking together, I think, quite a bit throughout the preseason here. But this is one I like. Quads. I got it highlighted here in my notes. Andre Kuzmenko, Elias Patterson, Vasily Podkolzin. To me, that's the line to watch tonight, and I'll wrap it up with the fourth line here. Dakota Joshua, Neil Zaman, Curtis Lazar. The name that you will not be seeing in the forward group tonight, and Bruce Boudreaux talked about it a little bit, is Niels Huglander going to be a healthy scratch for tonight's game. Which line do you want to key in on here? And tell me it's the kuzmenko Patterson pod Coles line, because that's what I'm excited to watch tonight. You already know it is. We've talked about it. We've talked about wanting to keep Kuzmenko and Patterson together. Obviously, on the Tuesday night loss to Columbus, it was Hoaglander, Patterson, and pod Colson. I really liked pod Excuse me, Kuzmenko and Pedersen together. Like that duo has been so good through the first three games. So for them to get reunited tonight, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And obviously, Vasily Pod Colson as well. I want to touch on this Nils Hoglander thing because he's out of the lineup. Connor Garling slots back in. You knew Connor Garland wasn't going to be a healthy scratch long. So again, like the message was sent. That's kind of what Bruce Boudreaux said this morning was the message was sent to Garland. And now it's not as much of a message being sent to Hoaglander. It's literally just a, Hey, you're playing really well, but this is kind of what we think in terms of matchup. We want, uh, you know, Dakota Joshua, Neil Zaman and Curtis Lazar as the fourth line for whatever reason. I, I, I'm not for that. I think taking out Dakota Joshua, Neil Zaman, um, Bruce Boudreaux said he wants a, a little bit of a bigger, I get it. I get it. Minnesota, there. Minnesota is a, Heavy hitting team, you know. Um, but here's Jordan the thing. Greenway is slotting back in for them. That plays a part in the decision. I think Boudreaux name dropped him. Yeah, this to me, I look at this and I'm thinking, okay, like you you don't need Dakota Joshua to step up every game. But if you're going to keep Niels Hoglander out of the lineup to play Dakota Joshua on him, there should be pressure on on. I know he's playing a fourth line role and he's not going to see a lot of special teams time. But there should be pressure on Joshua tonight. You you're, say, you're playing over yeah. one of the top 12 forwards right now. Because and, Niels Huglander is one of the top 12 forwards. And you say he doesn't have to step up every night. 
Has he stepped up any night? I, I mean, I think he's just been like a below average fourth liner right now. And I don't understand why. Like, I get it. I get the profile, and I we've talked about it. He's big, all that stuff. He hasn't fought. He hasn't, like, answered the bell at any point to, you know, set the tone for his team. Pod Colson's been doing that more, right? And again, I'm not saying Niels Hoaglander's going to go out and do that, throw a big hit, but you can't be upset with the way Hoaglander played. And again, Boudreaux even said it. it, He told Hoaglander that he's playing super well right now, and then he needs to be ready to get back in the lineup really shortly here. I... Honestly, I think the next guy to come out has to be Dakota Joshua and Niels Amon. Because, again, you've got Curtis Lazar who can play center. I don't think Amon and Joshua, and again, it's not really a knock on either player, have shown as well as Niels Huglander. I get you don't want him in a fourth-line role, but you've got to do something. And Hassan Ahmed jumped in the chat as well and said, what the frick does Joshua do out there? Like, tell me, what, what is Dakota Joshua's identity through three games as a Canuck? And again, I'm not trying to rip on the player too much. I'm just saying, what is there that... Anybody has seen that's like, okay, we, we've got to put him in the lineup over Hoaglander, other than he's tall. I mean, he's big-bodied, and that's the thing that Bruce Boudreaux kind of mentioned. You're right, though. Like, you, you're not asking him to fight every game, but it's like I, I found it interesting that, that, you know, Kyle Burrows even wasn't into the lineup the other game. I, I think it's a it's a game-time decision for Pullman right now. It's not a game-time decision to me. The decision should be made right now. It should be Kyle Burrows playing on that yeah. third pairing. It simply comes down to dog rating. Sure, and if you're looking at like, hey, this is a big body team we're going up against, it's like, yeah, Tucker Pullman's bigger than Kyle Burrows, but it's not about the size. It's about the the bark of the dog and the size or something, right? What am I talking about here? The 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 dog bark that uh, that Kyle Burrows has much bark. much bigger than the Pullman bark. I don't think that's the same. He's got the no. now you've thrown me off to the point that I can't remember the no. It's not the size of the dog. It's the size of the. No, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Yes, that's right. And right. Kyle Burrows is, yeah, his, his dog rating is high. It's quickly the top, on the defense top on the pairing. team, and no one's even close to Kyle Burrows. Quickly on the defense pairing at morning skates today, Riley Stillman and Jack Rathbone were slotting in and out. I don't want to talk too much about uh, the lineup because, again, we don't want to date it for the people that listen to it the next day. But quickly here. Jack Rathbone's got to get a game. Oh, no, that's the thing. We'll go nuts about Jack Rathbone on Friday's show. If the exactly. Knucks end up losing this game, then it's an, it's an all-out. Uh, Jack Rathbone praise fast. Jack Rathbone's got to get in the lineup. And again, uh, talking to Sportsnet's Ian McIntyre, Jim Rutherford even said, you know, Rathbone's got to get a game in here. So uh, I won't be surprised to see Rathbone slot in. Uh, but again, like it's got to happen. And again, the fact that Stillman was rotating in at morning skate with Rathbone, not sure how much I like that. Obviously, Thatcher Demko gets the crease again tonight. OEL Myers, Hughes, Shen uh, rounds out your pairings for the Canucks tonight. We're going to be joined in moments by Kevin Woodley of Ingle Mag, and yeah. I'm sure you're going to. We're going to put on the Faber sleeper cam for that one because yeah, it's gold. I got my big strong energy drink from the states today. No free ads, but this thing's amazing. Somehow we've gone over. Well, it's been two weeks since we've started doing live shows, right? Yep. Somehow we've done two weeks and we haven't had Woodley on, and that upsets me a lot. I know so. you want the midweek Wood. You want to get him on here Wednesday right. and on the show. Yeah. Or what's today? Thursday? Today is Thursday. Today's yes. Thursday. This week has just been one of those ones where I like I was convinced all like all Tuesday I thought it was Wednesday. All yesterday I thought it was Friday. Every day here. That's what I said. Like I, you know, shout out Joe Fortes. They got me in there last night. I thought it was Friday last night. My days are mixed up. We got Kevin Woodley coming up here in just a minute. Well, you know, there are some things to to bring on here with Woodley. There's there's a lot to talk about, I think, with Thatcher Demko in the first part. Obviously, like, you know, he's obviously not been off to a great start with the Vancouver Canucks at this point. We'll have to see what he's been seeing. Um, as well as, like, I just, I, I'm interested to, to hear Woodley's perspective on it. Because, like, listen, you're a goalie guy. You know this. Uh, Spencer Martin is is locked right in to what Ian Clark's been teaching him. It's obviously really grown in his game. I'm curious to see what he's seen. Uh, and we've only seen one game of Spencer Martin, but this guy puts up points, man. Okay, this is a Trailer Park Boys reference in the chat here from Finn B, and I think they're trying to troll you, but I really hope they are because we have the photo. Uh, this guy actually trying out as a Ricky impressionist. Does he mean Dollywall or does he mean Trailer Park Boys? Please clarify That's, in the chat. Be both, yeah. Because if it's Trailer Park Boys, oh, we've got a photo for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I, I've the uh, Trailer Park Boys posted a photo of me on their Instagram. That was a one of, of the ago. best Halloween costumes I've ever seen. It's incredibly easy for me to to flip flop right into to being Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, it's it's easy as all heck. It was it was an amazing amazing costume. Yeah. I, I can't get over it. And Knucklehead jumped in the chat and said the reason Quaz doesn't get the high definition camera is you'd see C loves. Uh, in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the new camera. I like it so far. It's it's good. It's uh. It's the frames per second. That's the good thing about it. Look at that. Okay, so live live show, folks. Uh, I texted Woodley and said, hey, are you good? Woodley said he never got a link. 
Oh, yes, he did. Check his email. <laughs> this is too good. Live show, there. and Woodley uh, doesn't get the link from uh, from Mr. Favorite. No, it's there. fine. The final thing I wanted to bring up about the, the lineups here is you, you can handle Woodley. It is going to be shocking to not see Jack Rathbone today. If we don't end up seeing Jack Rathbone in the lineup, it is going to be... I don't think it's going to be shocking to see him on this fight, like in this final game. But to me, like not seeing him over a five game stretch where the Canucks could come out of this one, three and one. And that's still just like an unfortunate, like start to the season on a team that really needed to have a much better start. I, I do worry a little bit about like what's going to happen moving forward here, especially with guys like, you know, I don't know how long Travis Dermott is away from getting back into the lineup or at least skating with the Canucks. Like we heard he was skating here in Vancouver, but we heard the same thing about Tyler Myers and he was in the lineup the next night. It just feels like, I don't know, It's like is it, is it that much of a risk to go with Jack Rathbone at this point? Because I don't really think it's like a risk. Like, this this guy is, a, a to me, a professional hockey player, and I think he's an NHLer too. Like, I don't know. I think we, we can go in more on this on Friday if it ends up being like, if, you know, if Rathbone isn't in the lineup, and I think he was rotating it a little bit today, but if he's not in this lineup for the five-game stretch and they end up not winning a game, like, you could absolutely make an argument that Rathbone should be their opening night. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I know, I know, you know, what we always hear is, um, you know, okay, we need someone bigger and Rathbone's not defensively sound enough. Again, like it's been said before, you know, sometimes the best defense is having the puck in the offensive zone, right? And keeping it away uh, from your, you know, from your opposition, right? Mm -hmm. And again, Rathbone can snap the puck out. Again, it it comes down to kind of what we said about Christian Willanen in the preseason. And it's, if you can make a good first pass out of the zone, you deserve a shot with this team. Like, you you deserve a shot. Okay, we finally figured it out. Faber's screw-up has been uh, No, no, saved. no. Yep, well, he's here to defend himself now. Kevin Woodley, three minutes late. Kevin, please explain to the listeners what happened. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I was sitting here waiting for a link. Simple as that. Well, if you checked your email two days ago, you had it in your email two that's, days ago. I, I don't think that's true. I got a text message saying the producer would send it to me today, so I didn't go back. Oh. To I live in the present. I'm a goaltender. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm a goaltender, buddy. Like, it is all about the present, next shot mentality. I don't live in the past. I don't look too far ahead to the future. It's all about the now. I don't know, Woodley. I've heard you move so slow in the crease. They think you're living in the past. (laughs) Nothing? Okay. That's efficiency, my friend. That's efficiency. Unbelievable. Don't be overactive. You know, I'm not going to be one of these guys flopping all over the place. Mm -hmm. I just wait for everything to come to me. Eventually, it does. Hey, one of behind me, but I'm waiting for it to come to me. (laughs) Hey, one of the the goalies that I always have found so intriguing, because this was like the first year where I was really diving into the draft, um, and it was the the draft of Spencer Knight, uh, who you guys just had on Ingle Magazine, the podcast. Talk us through that interview a little bit, because I feel like for him, being such a high-regarded prospect going into the draft and to the stage that he's at right now, like that's that's a really cool path to kind of chat with a player about. 
Yeah, and, and it's actually the third time we've had him on. The first one was heading into his draft. We actually had him for a full hour, a um, couple months heading into that draft. And then I think the second time we had him and Dustin Wolf call in after they won World Junior Gold. So we did a sort of double hit with the two of them. And to sort of see his progression both as a goaltender, but also in terms of you know just mindset and mentality has been kind of interesting. Like the way he answered questions kind of changed a little bit on us. Um, just a little more, I don't want to say guarded, but a little more almost thoughtful and measured, like like just thinking about the answers quite carefully in terms of how he's changed. Uh, some of the things we've heard uh, compare actually to, you know, adjustments we heard Demko make early in his pro career. You know, um, he's a no stone on turn guy. And by that, I mean, he's always going to look for ways to get better. It's part of his MO in a position that's always evolving. You're always sort of looking to stay ahead of that evolution. And yet that can lead you to... You know, sometimes if, if you're, it's tools in the toolbox and at Ingle, we introduce all kinds of tools from all kinds of goalies. But man, if you were to grab everyone and try and put it in your toolbox, you'd have like a seven hour pregame routine and you'd be exhausted before they drop the puck. And so something we heard from uh, Demko early in his career, we hear from Spencer as well, sort of identifying what you actually need and why you do it. And that fine line between routine and superstition. So, uh, and I mean, kind of incredible, right? Like he's heading into his third year with the Florida Panthers. He's 21 years old. Yeah, like wow. at a time when we hear about goalies taking forever, man, like that's a pretty fast track. You brought up Thatcher Demko. That's what Canucks fans want to talk about, Woodley. What have you made of Thatcher Demko's play through the first, well, I guess, three games since he's made three starts here? You know, hasn't stolen any games, but what have you made of his play? I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, the numbers tell you he's below expected. I think uh, last time I checked, it was like 46 out of 58 guys in terms of adjusted save percentage and, and goals expected numbers. Um, but also the fifth lowest expected save percentage in the NHL, according to ClearSight Analytics. In other words, that's a tough environment. Now, that said, there are other goalies that have had a, had a bad environment that have outplayed it, and he hasn't yet. Um, so I, I think it's it's been a bit of a tough start. I do wonder a little bit about having an offseason where he wasn't able to do his normal sort of, you know, when he would start his normal routines just because of the offseason knee surgery. Uh, I think that uh, this possible, even though the fact he's been here in Vancouver since August, working with Ian Clark for a month, that, you know, just that game speed and that game pace has been a little slower. Um, kind of a bit of a tough break that his last uh, preseason start was against the Arizona Coyotes. And, you know, frankly, the hardest part of that night was staying awake. Like seven shots was just absurd. There wasn't enough work. And that might have hurt. It doesn't help when your first game against the Oilers, you have a 778 expected save percentage. Like I kept seeing and reading all this stuff about how the Canucks actually, their process was okay in that game. Uh, and it was just their special teams. They are outshot, like out chance from a high danger perspective at five on five as well. So uh, I actually didn't see that game. Yeah, you're right. They, they can, they had the puck more than the Oilers did. Um, they didn't give up as they had more chances than the Oilers did. But what the Oilers had 18 chances and nine of them were high danger. Like that's not a recipe for a good night for a goaltender. And you know, then in uh, the, the the Philly game, I don't think anyone was sharp, and I'd include him there. And then you know, the Washington game, the one that hurts for me is the Carlson goal. Um, you know, it's a cross seam pass to a to a, to a good shooter, but that pucks outside hash mark. You got to. And normally when, when Thatcher's playing well, he's into a reverse VH on that left post and then bang, right up and out and square on Carlson. And he sort of stayed down in what I would call a sharp angle technique on a shot that certainly wasn't a sharp angle shot. And he paid for it. So um, some uncharacteristic decision-making. Uh, I still like the process, not to use that phrase for, for goaltending to, to, to steal what everyone's describing the team as, but um way he's moving around the ice, uh, maybe a little bit of pace issues at times, but I think part of that is environment too, when it's one seam pass followed by another seam pass, kind of like that Oilers power play, like down to the goal line, into the slot, and across. Like, wow, that's that's a lot of dynamic offense, and there's been times where I felt like he's a little bit behind uncharacteristically, but I wonder how much of that is just the types of chances and the amount of slot line plays that they've given up early. Hey, Woodley, we're having a little problem with your audio for some reason. We're really not sure why. It just, uh, the second half of that answer went into crust mode, but we can still make out what you oh, were saying. That was my best stuff. <laughs> we, we, we're hearing you, but it's just like, it, it, you know, it's hard enough for me to listen to you in the first place. Now I got all this static in the background. We'll see it, get you to, to reconnect here, Woodley, and then we'll, we'll touch on, uh, Spencer Martin in just a second. Um, which, which I want to get to because, yeah, he brought it up there that the fact that you're seeing, 
what the Canucks had to deal with with Thatcher Demko. It's nothing new to see a lot of high danger chances against, but he brought it up there. Like the numbers against the Oilers, there are nine high danger scoring chances against that team. And look at the players that you're going to have to be going up against there to get those high danger chances against. Like that is that is that is a real tough situation set up. But now, like what I do want to transition to is a little bit of just Spencer Martin and like the evolution that we've obviously seen from Spencer Martin up to this point here is is it is nothing short of like incredible, right? Like to see him coming in this organization. I know you're you're your guy, Crystal. He's your favorite goalie of all time. You Delia. think he's, whatever he's gonna you let in 195 goals in his AHL debut with the Canucks, but <laughs> maybe he's gonna be on the same track. Uh, just kind of getting here with these new goaltending coaches. As okay. We got Woodley back here. Let me ask the question. With Spencer Martin. Okay, well, do, yeah, this is what you say. Do your Spencer Martin talk. Then. Oh, sorry. He's... Which is watch him twist this into Archer Seelove somehow. Woodley. No, that's that. coming. <laughs> that's coming. But uh. You know, we'll, we'll start with you. You keep ripping on uh, Colin uh, Colin Delia over there. You keep saying you let in 109 goals. That's not what happened. I think it was 240. Woodley, you and I both talked to Colin when he was out at eight rinks. He talked about his outlook on the season being kind of you know bringing in some structure to his game. Obviously, gets lit up in his season debut. What's that process going to be like for him this year? Well, I think. It's really easy to forget. I mean, this is why when they signed him and I saw some people talking about him maybe being the backup here and maybe, you know, taking that job from Spencer Martin. uh, My take was that if you look at the process Spencer Martin went through, it probably wasn't likely. It was going to take some time. And, you know, I think maybe you're seeing that early. Um, it, it's pretty easy to forget that Spencer didn't play for an entire, what, like month, month and a half. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd know Faber. You're down there all the time. I, the timelines are a little fuzzy to me, but I remember going down to Abbotsford and all he was doing was practicing. Yeah. Like the changes you're talking about, you don't just snap your fingers and, and they come. Like these are, you know, stance, setup, um, movement patterns that have been ingrained for years. You're asking a goalie to sort of change them. And when the bullets start to fly for real in a game environment, that's where we tend to go back to old habits, right? I always make the uh, comparison to a golfer making swing changes and everything looks great. And now you head into the back nine on Sunday and you're under, you're in contention and you're under stress and the old swing comes back under pressure. Like we go back to what we know. And so this is not going to be a quick process. It's why I thought Delia gave him a month, month and a half into the season before um, you really judge him. And frankly, I thought that it, that would be the timeline before he maybe became an option if Spencer Martin struggled um, for the Canucks in that backup role. But I didn't see it happening out of the gate because the changes are significant. They're not easy and not everybody makes them. Like not everyone's going to be able to go through the process and come out the other side comfortable with it. And you add to that, I mean, we've got a new goaltending coach uh, in, in Abbotsford. And so, um you know, uh, he's also going through this process. Like as much as he believes in the stuff that Ian Clark teaches, there are parts of it that he's never taught before himself um, for Marco Terranius. And so that's new where it's, you know, Spencer had Curtis Sanford, who not only was coaching or preaching from the same coaching book as Ian Clark, but had been through that process as a goaltender knowing how demanding Ian is, knowing how demanding he was of the changes and how hard that could be as a goaltender. Like Curtis was perfect for that because not only did he understand it technically as Marco does um, and as he's learning, but he also had lived it like in the NHL. Um, so I, I, you know, I, th- I think he, you might, this one might take a little longer, um, but I'm certainly not judging on however many hundred goals favor says he gave up in the opener. Cause I never expected this to be a smooth process early. Okay. And Faber wants to ask you about Spencer Martin, but before that, Mikey DiPietro, what's his season outlook this year? Because he's in the AHL. How no, many starts is this Take us through the whole AHL setup for, for Abbotsford. I mean, it, it's it's interesting, right? You have the veteran guy, and you have these two young guys, and one guy that's looks best like he's goal, on his yeah. way out of town, right? And, of course, you have the best goalie of all time, Seelovs. Like, can you just walk us through maybe what you expect or what you're kind of, you know, yeah, kind of expecting to see from this AHL trio that they have. Because, you know, Patrick Alvin told us in the offseason, we don't want to have three guys here. We're not going to have three guys here. And we're here. The season started. They got three guys down there again. Well, it's early. And, and I think part of this will be the adjustment period for Colin, right? Like, and, and his comfort level and what they see out of him and whether, you know, whether he's going to need more time just to practice and not to play games. Because, um, like I said, that was a big part of the process for Spencer. And that's why, you know, I wasn't willing as much as he'd asked out and, and, you know, there was talk of Mikey being traded. I wasn't really willing to write him off because I figured there'd be opportunity here. Um, 
much as there was last year when Spencer wasn't playing early on. And so we haven't seen it yet. And I'm curious to see how this goes. I mean, uh, my understanding is they have a spot in the ECHL might be Kalamazoo. Like they have a goalie spot set aside for someone um, who it ends up becoming, you know, I know quads, you've talked about this before. Uh, like people forget if you're on an NHL contract outside of your entry level, you don't have to go to the ECHL. Jordan Bennington refused exactly that demotion with the St. Louis Blues, spent a year in the Boston Bruins organization in the AHL, and the next year won a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues. So uh, whether that's something Mikey would consider, I honestly can't answer. Um, so I honestly, like, I just don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. It's fascinating. I don't know that, like I said, there needs to be any rush in terms of where Colin fits into this, you have to give that time. But in the meantime, if that means more games off, um, you'd like to think that Michael DiPietro would get a shot. And yet if Silovs is first in and does well, you know, maybe not as many opportunities as, as you'd expect. So I haven't asked around behind the scenes whether there's been a request for him to go to the ECHL or not, to be honest, at this point. Um, but I think people need to remember that it's not automatic. Uh, that's not something Michael DiPietro has to just by default accept. And we'll kind of see, I think this weekend's another tell for us because we saw Mikey dress for one game, didn't play in either of the two games last weekend in the AHL. You got a game on Friday, a game on Sunday. We'll see what happens with the goalies in there to kind of, before we really start to dive in, see who's getting starts. Is Mikey getting minutes at that point, two weekends into the season? I think that's a big tell for us anyways. But uh, final one I want to wrap up with here, Woodley, before we let you go. Uh, Harvard gets going tonight. Akukos Genvo, we loved what we saw from him at development camp. Uh, I know... You know, he's got to carry his arms around because they're dragging so long. He's got five-foot-long arms when he's a perfect-looking goaltender for what you want to see from a prospect. Um, wondering what the situation with him and Harvard might be. It looks like the returning goalie, uh, the starter from last year's back. So um, to see what he's maybe going to be able to do in the NCAA, first talk us through what you liked from Cuskenvo at development camp and what you've maybe liked to him as a prospect. Well, first of all, I love that you identified length because that's certainly one of the things that the Canucks talk about, length of goaltenders. Uh, it's also why quads could never be a goaltender. You've probably seen this firsthand favor. Uh, anytime the check comes, those little alligator arms come out. Like <laughs> yeah. you can't quite, you know, like you fully Tyrannosaurus Rex. Anytime <laughs> it's time to pay the bill, I don't think that would translate very well for goaltending either. So sorry, quads, as much as I wanted to get you in the nets, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, honestly, I don't know what the situation is in terms of what expectations are for starts. I think, the NCAA is a very much a results business. Like if, if he were to get opportunity and get off to a fast start, there'll, there'll be more opportunity, but it's also a place that sort of favors veterans and seniors. And, if, and, and you'd have to tell me, Chris, to be perfectly honest, whether the, the returning goalie is a senior or not. Um, if so, then yeah. coaching staffs are all different. There's a lot to like about his game. When you watch him in practices and drills, you can see what they love, like that length, that explosiveness, uh, he's dialed into a lot of the movement mechanics that they like. Um, I was a little bit alarmed to be the wrong word, but all those things that you loved in a drill environment, in a goalie drill environment, and even in a, in a player practice environment where it was more controlled, they, I don't say disappeared, that wouldn't be fair, um, but he didn't apply them the same way when it was live fire, when we got yeah. into, and hey, it's just one scrimmage and there's lots of pressure and I don't want to read too much into it. Um, you know, but sometimes guys don't necessarily uh, translate how they look in a practice environment to how they can play in a game. And sometimes that just takes time. So NCAA is going to be a different environment for him. Um, you know, it's a bit of a one-shot league, frankly. It's changing, but it's still from a goaltending perspective. Like, so you'll see guys come way out and challenge because they're not worried about second-chance opportunities. Um, again, it's evolving. But there are elements of NCAA play that really don't translate, again, from a goalie perspective to pro hockey. And so you, you see guys have success in the NCAA and get chased as sort of overager free agents and never translates in pro. Mm. Uh, he's got a game that I think is pro ready. I'm curious how much he has to change it to play in the NCAA. And that might not necessarily be a good thing, but getting comfortable with reading plays and making sure he's connecting the moments and the movements that he's learned in the right situations, making the right reads. Uh, I think that might take time. And if he struggles with it early, the way he did it appeared at least in that scrimmage and they've got a senior who plays well, that could mean limited opportunity this year, but that's the good thing about their setup. Uh, Marco Terranius will travel. Mm. Um, skated with him in the summer. 
Uh, when Abbotsford's on the road, he'll go make visits to see the prospects and work with them. And that's the beauty of the NCAA. You play on the weekends, you've got all week to work on your game. And so if you get a good goalie coach and again, a goalie coach uh, in Marco Terranius who can go and, and work with the goalie coach at Harvard, that, that means he can still getting better, get, keep getting better and keep evolving even if the games played and the minutes played don't add up. All right, Willie, appreciate uh, appreciate your take on the goaltenders here. I think, uh, yeah, the internet uh, was starting to go out again on you at the end. There. You're getting ripped in the chat here. They're saying, how does how does Chase Waters have better connection than you down in that little basement there? It's you got too many goalie pads on the outside of the walls there, keeping the the bad connection. Well, I'm just checking your sponsor list here to see if there's any telecommunication companies uh, that are picking up your bill because I got one right now that I'd like to rip. <laughs> no, we'll send you some hockey cards, though. Shout out to our, our friends at Zephyr Epic for presenting this. Woodley, appreciate it, man. We'll uh, we'll get you back on here soon. We'll set you up in the Abbotsford Center. Better internet next time. Yeah, yeah I'll get myself a line. I'll get, a, get an Ethernet connection. And yep. By the time we, we talk next time, I'll also have a tooth. Yeah, thanks for taking the time, Woodley. Caught you off guard for the video. <laughs> Look, looking good, pal. Have a good one, Woodley. There Kevin he is. Woodley. Kevin Woodley, In Goal Magazine. Uh, like I mentioned, pretty cool podcast. Uh, it's so hard not to laugh. I know. Well, you got everyone in the chat here. Lisa's, oh, Lisa's chat lighting so them up. Good. Knucklehead's lighting them up. Knucklehead came up with Woodley Cody. bought 3,000. The robot invented to cr- destroy Chris Faber. Someone someone earlier said that I was the one destroying. Yeah, Hassan said yeah. I was destroying Woodley's mind. Yeah, to get out of goalie talk. You wanted goalie talk to end. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, listen. Good stuff from Kevin Woodley. I like Woodley, okay? I like Woodley. I know I give him Woodley's a lot of crap around the shot. I like Woodley. Woodley's the best. One of my top three people to sit beside in the press box is Kevin Woodley. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, you know, you can ignore him when he's talking all the goalie stuff. You just ignore whatever he's saying. But then when you actually need some goalie stuff, you ask him. He's, he knows it. He's, he's good for goalie stuff. I'm what happens when you don't ignore Woodley's goalie Oh, talk. God. Well, you're impossible to ignore. Like a, <laughs> chipmunk in your ear the whole time all right uh let's get to the poll question, poll question. atlas goods poll question bring it up alex i don't yell at alex by the way we didn't mention it there brought uh, kevin woodley brought to you by zephyr epic oh yeah we've re-upped our, with zephyr epic. Uh, we got zephyr epic back on board we're gonna have some what i'm thinking is we're gonna get some packs from here soon we'll open a pack live on the because that's that's big on youtube we put that in the title Forty thousand views instantly apparently there it yeah. is right there zephyr epic zephyr epic our promo code yeah, hockey season. Hockey capital season. H, capital S, all one word. Hockey season. That will give you five dollars off your order. Cities is coming back. Cities. cities I'll be bringing back. it back. For oh, the guests. this this is all news to me. So I just had to remember that ad read off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So just so yeah. people know, it's coming back. I know Promo people like that. Hockey season. Fifty dollars off any order. Uh, Canada wide. Free shipping. All I'm right. not going to ask from you from hockey city. cards to pork rinds. Let's <laughs> get to it. Here we go. Let's see that transition on another Canucks podcast. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, Our poll Atlas question. goods. Poll question. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of Pop Rinds. You've heard us talk about them before, folks. And I'll tell you what. People say, they're like, there's no way you guys actually like the pork rinds. They're delicious. They're not like, people in the chat say it. They say. It's because of those yellow bag pork rinds. Those things are trash. The ones that come in the yellow bag, they're stale. They're Oh, these are fresh and hot and oily. So promo code CC15 at atlasgds.com. 15% 15% off your first order of Pop Rinds, the best fresh pork rinds, straight from your microwave or air fryer. Put whatever popcorn seasoning you want on. Put whatever you want on it. Our poll question today. Two minutes the, in the air fryer, too. Not uh, 50. Two minutes. Quick, That's about it. Nice and quick. Not very messy, either, because it's like popcorn. Yeah. It's great. Uh, the Hassan cannot, says you can eat them on air. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, we oh, should that's eat a good idea. There. Yeah, we yep. should too. Okay. I can be back in three minutes with a, with a thing of pork rinds. That's rind. true. Okay. Our poll question today: The Canucks reverse retro jersey is top ten in the league, mid bottom ten in the league, and as always, I'm angry. Chris, what did you vote? No, for? how's Alex feeling right off the bat? Alex, yeah, let's see how Alex votes. Producer Alex here going to vote real quick. He's going with bottom ten, top ten, mid top ten. And he, he says. goes for top ten. So you know what? I've seen this take. I think outside of the Canucks market, people do like these jerseys. But we, I think the reason why I'm going mid to bottom 10 and kind of in that category is like there's so much potential to have the, the white skate jersey come back or have something with a flying cool. V or something. I don't need the Johnny Canucks. The Abbotsford Canucks are the Johnny Canucks yeah. jersey. Yeah, no, and like, I think that's my take, that's, too. But outside, of, I've seen that, like a lot of people outside, people doing their big rankings. They're putting the Canucks in like their top 10 or like the, the good tier of these reverse retro jerseys. So maybe and, I think it's just people in this market know the potential that we could have. Yeah, and Flynn McCoy jumped in the chat and said bottom 10. Look, like I've seen that a lot. I could, I, you I look could at, get, yeah. Look at the replies to the Canucks announcement tweet of it. Mid. It ain't good. People aren't happy, but, you know, my take I think that with the right pants and the right socks. Pants. Yeah, pants. Yeah, okay. 
Hockey pants, you know, right. that thing they wear to make a uniform. Well, I'm saying, I don't know if the pants are the make or break for me. Absolutely. If they do this correctly, they have a chance to make a really nice jersey here, but they can't screw it up. What do you think of the number on the uh, on the chest there? I like that, but Where I found it really seat? funny. Well, I found it really funny that the uh, the launch um, video or whatever, the first one, didn't have the number on it. Mm. Like, it was just a blank jersey, but then the back of it said Canucks, so... It was really confusing for that reason. I was like, oh, I guess they didn't go with the number, but apparently they did. So really, really interesting. I Yeah, I don't know. I like. Do I like this better than the Sprite jersey? Yes. I like it a little bit better than the And I own a Sprite jersey. I own a Nate Schmidt Sprite jersey. Yeah. But I like this a little bit better, but it's to me, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't love the Johnny Canuck logo that much as kind of the, the main thing. Like, I, I, I like it as a secondary thing. I Maybe, like you said, you put it on the pants. Put it on the pants, Okay. Put it on the pants. Put the uh, Johnny Canuck on the pants. I the only thing I really like about this jersey, listen, the piping. The piping's nice. I, I like the piping. I saw someone do a, a crop up of the uh, of what the stick and rink jersey would have looked like in this. Mm-hmm. I think that looked a lot better. I, I like that they've gone a little bit different direction. I do enjoy the number on the jersey there on the front of the jersey. The and little, some more. You won't see it on the left sleeve. Instead, you'll see it on the left chest. I like that. I think that's a little bit different. That's cool. But it should have it should have been the white skate, man. Why aren't it should have been the white skate? I, I agree with you, and You're I think that's outside the market. And this is why Alex Alex thinks it's the best uh, jersey in the league. He says, and he's in my ear right now. He's saying best jersey, best retro jersey in the league. But I just think that we know the potential that you can have with the black skate jersey. We know the potential you can have with the flying V. There, there are better options as long as you stay away from that millionaire's junk. That's fine with me. But like. I just think that here in the market, we just know that there's more I think potential to have a nicer jersey. Both Outside of us, the market, they like it. Though. Both of us agree we don't like the millionaire's jersey. Like oh, we've I, talked I've about this off air. We've color. always hated that jersey. We uh, got. Uh, let's see all the. You can pull it up here, Alex. I got all the jerseys here as well. As um, as we wait for that, the chat's jumping in here. A lot of people jumping in and uh, giving their take on it. Hassan Ahmed said that logo is way too ECHL sensitive. Work asked, "What's the history with Johnny Canuck?" We'll have to do a whole episode about that because we don't know it off the top of our heads. Unless you do, I definitely don't off the top of my head. Not off the top of my head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and Flynn that, McCoy back jumped back used to wear. and said it's not bad. It just looks like an AHL jersey, and yeah, it does. It literally yeah, well, looks like their AHL as well. Yeah, ECHL, Very ECHL logo. Vibes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see all the jerseys, Alex. You got that? Uh, you got that loaded up here? Reverse retro. Yeah, all the reverse all retro the, jerseys. And there's a couple again, that really stick out to me that I like. I really like Vegas, and again, this is all over Twitter. So this what? isn't. Did you see that? It's a. Is it glow in the dark? It's glow in the dark. No way. Yeah. So actually, they said they were like, you know, the reason we made it glow in the dark is because the neon lights of the Vegas Strip. I'm sorry, but I know this is probably a bold take, and I'm going to get ripped for it. But the team with no history, the only team with less history than them is the Seattle Kraken. The team with no history has what I think is probably one of the best jerseys. Like, I think that's one of the top five ones we saw debuted today. Hmm. I like the Minnesota Wild one. You know, the Toronto Maple Leafs one is boring and garbage as per usual. But yep. I, again, like the, the Fisherman best with one, the Islanders, though, I really like that. I got the best one. You can pull it up here, Alex. You got the photo uh, of the Panthers jersey. The, the Panthers jersey is by far the best. I, got I do like that Panthers Barkov jersey. rocking it on the boat. Baby, baby blue. It's Looking pretty cool. Good. That's, and it's, you know what? It's nothing like the Florida Panthers logo. It's just like it's a hockey yeah. stick in a palm tree. Hell yeah, it is. Well, that's their shoulder patch, right? Well, it looks good. I like that no matter the case here. Yeah. All right. Cool. Quickly, uh, prospects, and we get out of here or what? Let's do it. Okay. Quick little prospects wrap up. Pull me up here, Alex. There it is. We got Elias Pettersson. He only played two minutes today. Two minutes, 42 seconds of ice time in an SHL game. That's the key. SHL. So he's playing in the SHL. He fires a shot from the point here. Uh, and then it kind of gets banged around around the crease. Gets put right into the uh, the back of the net there. Elias Pettersson. Uh, DPD, as we like to call him. Look at that. Nice point uh, point for uh, for DPD. You love to see it. Eh, Quads, you're, you, you're a big uh, DPD guy. I know that for That's sure. That's a horrible nickname for him. It's, it's, it's the best, uh, it's the best nickname we've come up with here on this show. And then this one, I know, I know you're going to like this one here. Pull me up here, Alex, again, full screen. Uh, this is, this is quad stuff right here. Look at that. Kukos Ganville. Harvard's in action tonight. Uh, you'll be able to get a chance to, uh, to potentially see. I'm going to keep you updated. I'll let you know if he's starting or not. Did he dye his hair? He had blonde hair. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Absolutely, he did. No, he didn't. That's a that's a Kukos Kenvo. He's always had brown hair. No, he hasn't. It's you, a you're you're wrong. No. I've I've spoken to him. He might have he might have dyed his hair. He he had blonde hair. I don't think so. This is this is a Kukos Kenvo right here, number thirty, Harvard. Good looking cat. He's about six foot six foot nine, about give or take. Oh yeah, he side. did always have brown. hair. I'm pretty sure he's always had yeah, brown he always hair. Had brown it was hair. shorter when I talked to him at development camp. Yes, that's that might have been. through. 
might have been what threw me off. Sorry, yeah, I've checked been. out because it's prospect. Quick report. bet. Let's get out of here. We got we last minute here. One minute on the bet. Um, Betway bet. I got a I got a bet here coming up for you. You can pull it up here, Alex. Uh, Betway, please play responsibly. Must be 19 years uh, of age or older uh, to pull this one off. <laughs> this is this. <laughs> this one here. Easy money. Over 6.5 total total goals. So that's between the game. You get all you need is uh you know four three game. What else can you get? Five two game. What else can you get? Six one game. Okay, what you okay. get? Seven we nothing get it, game. We get it. All you need is seven goals. So you need over on that and Brock Besser with a point. So I'm taking that. You put fifty bucks down. You get the return, $120 plus your 50 back. That's a, you know what? That's, that's two of my meals last night at Joe Forte's right there with your return. If you pull this one off tonight. So a uh, quick little bet there um, and bet the responsible way. Absolutely. Uh, bet way, bet way, bet way. Please play responsibly. Must be 19 years of uh, age or older. Okay. I feel like it should be a longer read about, uh, that's okay. About betting. No, no. Nope. We'll wrap it up. Put there. it up on the screen. There it is. Yeah. That way. Nailed it. All right. We'll wrap it up there for my co-host. Should be an interesting day tomorrow, though. I'll tell you that. They lose it tomorrow. Is, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, folks, you're not going to want to miss tomorrow's show. And again, thanks to all the new listeners. We've had more and more people say that they're uh, making sure that there's uh, there's time in their day to watch the live show. So we really appreciate that. Oh, Papa uh, Quad's getting old, forgets his son's hair color in the chat there. Yeah, Can Uncle Head jumped in and said that. And Hassan Ahmed said, I can't afford my rent because I take all of Faber's bets. So hey, on that. You know what? Come on now. <laughs> We'll close it out there. Yeah, yeah, the first goal, Kyle Burrows the other day, he was laughing at that. What did I say the other in preseason? <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. You my did preseason nail guy nailed the score. Yeah, sure. Hassan's okay. just not following the right way. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, for my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Allard, our thanks to Kevin Woodley. My name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much. Let's get to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. It's a lighter. Right there. It's a lighter. Lobster lighter. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 